On this episode of the podcast, I have with me Martin Corso. He is the Director of Measurement and Analytics at Surfside. We're going to be talking about, you know, the business area that Surfside's in. They work within the cannabis space, and I'll let Martin kind of describe what Surfside does, but has some distinctive, you know, challenges that he's working through, and as well at the speed of change and him keeping up and making sure that he's providing the right analytics. I think there are going to be some interesting talking points. Martin, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So I guess uh, set the stage, you know, tell us uh, you know, who you are and, and what does Surfside do? So uh, my name is Martin Corso, so the Director of uh, Measurement Analytics at Surfside. So Surfside's kind of main mission is we're a customer analytics and acquisition platform. And we're really focused on trying to expand our first party data we get from our clients, mainly for marketing, media activation, providing insights and uh, different measurement products. You know, we specialize in the, the cannabis industry, but technically the, the product really can be used across all verticals. Absolutely. I actually want to start off with, you know, kind of the data and aggregation of data. I know we talked about first party data and that you guys have, um, you know, obviously, you know, online e-commerce data, digital data, and then you also have offline data. Talk to us a little bit about how you collect data points. Obviously, you know, with the caveat that, you know, just as a precursor, sorry to that, maybe you know, cannabis obviously is, you know, regulated in some industries, it's not regulated in other states. So, you know, different parameters kind of exist within that, that affect, I guess, the ability, how you guys collect data. Yeah, right. So that's a, it's a great question. So we kind of navigate in a space where we have to be careful on a couple fronts, right? So from the media side of it is strictly not, you know, keeping anything PII related. So obviously with the recent legislation around like GDPR or CCPA, these privacy regulations that are kind of becoming more widespread. That's kind of the first layer is making sure we're keeping that kind of safe. Luckily, we're kind of built around from the ground up with that in mind. So it hasn't been really as a challenge for us. And then on the cannabis side, it's been sort of easy because a lot of our clients are already in a position where if we're working together, it's not that we we don't have access to the information or we have to like kind of tread lightly. It hasn't been too much of a challenge on that part. For example, like if we're running a, a particular campaign in a particular state, that state already is either selling recreational cannabis or medical cannabis. And so it's, it hasn't been too hard from that perspective. Gotcha. Is there any challenges around obtaining third-party data to, to, I guess, enrich your existing data? No, there's definitely a lot of players out there <laughs> that are willing to kind of join in. As you can imagine, the, the ecosystem, um, it's, it's very deep, right? Because we're digital. There's all those type of metrics. And then once you go offline as well, you have everybody under the sun that can come out and say, hey, like, let us you know, append our data to yours and enrich yours. But we kind of have a lot of our own methodologies in-house for us to enrich a lot of our clients' data that kind of give us that scale. And then with that scale, there's just like kind of an endless amount of opportunities from there. Gotcha. So obviously, if they're already operating a state, regulation's probably not an impact. And from that standpoint, you guys obviously, you know, they're they're functioning business. You guys, uh, you know, have a targeted campaign. Are you looking at trying to unify, you know, some of the data points and obviously give your clients, uh, you know, the 360 view of what's happening to whatever campaign that's being run for the duration? Absolutely, yeah. So that's kind of where I think there's a kind of a little bit of a differentiator for us is that we're coming to the table with we don't just have one product that we're trying to build for one piece of your business. We're trying to help you. Just say you're like a dispensary or even a cannabis brand, as an example, we're trying to help you expand and learn about your business, but also activate on that. And kind of that front, it gives us like a wide range and we're able to kind of connect the dots and 
I think a lot of people claim this often that like we can tell you the whole customer journey of your users, but until you can have both data sets and, and really expand upon them, both the online and offline, you really can't do that. So it gives us this kind of unique opportunity to build products that solve like a very unique use cases. So I won't dive into too many examples, but you know, if a client has like a billboard up, for example, and they want to measure how many people saw it, maybe visited the site and then actually you know, went into a location or to pick up that particular product, you know, that in itself touched upon so many different layers of offline and online data. I guess from that standpoint, you know, I was just was, while you were mentioning, you know, obviously your existing clients and, and, you know, kind of looking at the landscape, there's X amount of states they can operate in. Is there any sense of helping your clients in terms of, you know, preparation to enter a market? I guess, you know, guys have a pretty good repository of analytics to die from. Is that something that even comes up? Yeah, it does definitely come up. It comes up from, uh, I guess I'll keep approaching this lens of kind of offline and online. So you'll have kind of the offline where people want to open up a new store, a new dispensary. So you have these campaigns that we're trying to run where people want to, you know, introduce the brand into the market. And so they start delivering before the campaign starts and then, you know, really making a bigger push. But then also they want to know some analytics kind of before they come in, like, what are some of our competitors doing? How, how much you know traffic are they getting from the online side? Like what type of products are selling in this market that maybe we should be marketing as well? So it's kind of unioning both of those together that gives a real strength. Interesting. It's a high growth uh, industry. It's exploding. And from that standpoint of how quickly maybe things change, how quickly the industry is growing what kind of pressure does that put on you? Obviously, you're the director of measurements and measurement analytics. You're trying to get you know the best data in your client's hands and, and things are probably moving pretty quick. How does your roadmap, how does your day, everything get impacted just by the speed of the industry moving? So I think you have to kind of take a step back and prepare yourself for this kind of growth. Like we kind of knew we were getting into this. And so you can set some good foundations, right? Like in terms of product development, you know, like adopting some agile methods and setting like a good framework. But at the same time, things are moving so quickly that you really can't follow like a manual per se on how to really handle it and how you kind of build things that, that kind of pop up. I think it really comes down a lot to maybe some just like, this is going to sound very repetitive. <laughs> I think I've heard this on many things, but like the trust and the communication you put with the team. So I'm really lucky that the people I work with and the co-founders of the company have a lot of trust in me and vice versa. I have trust in them. And I think that goes a long way when you're trying to scale things up really quickly. I think another point that I wanted to add is also kind of focusing on the simplicity and kind of boiling things down to what you want to deliver, especially in our industry and with the amount of metrics that we have available to us. We could easily deliver 100, 200 different solutions and different products, but us focusing and really simplifying the direct need to satisfy what they're trying to get to and making it easy to access and access to information. I think that is what kind of helps us deal with the hyper growth of everything in our industry, for sure. Which is a bigger challenge? Just curious, the hyper growth, that's the speed of change or dealing with something like a CCPA and just that kind of uh, you know regulation that's coming? You know, I would think it's more the growth. It's the regulations, it's kind of like they kind of out, you know, it's pretty straightforward the way you have to handle the data, how you control your, you know, how you, you manage and pass around information. And it's pretty straightforward if you can set up the framework that way. I don't think we've been in a position where we're like handling a bunch of different 
sets of information and all of a sudden someone comes to us and says, well, this new legislation is going to now wipe all this out. Like we're pretty easy to adapt and shift. And that also kind of comes back to the experience graph that we have because we kind of have all these multiple touch points of people we're able to kind of rely on that. So it's not like we're using only something like just email, for example. And then all of a sudden something comes out and says, you can't use email unless they opt in, right? And now you just lost that consumer base. So I wouldn't say it's as like strict and it's changing us per se in that aspect. I think what's interesting about the cannabis space is, you know, there's the the sheer open space in front. Obviously, you know, a certain amount of states have legalized it. There's still plenty of room. So when you're looking at a, you know, a company like like what you guys do, it's really interesting because you guys are providing, you know, the measurement analytics, the more states and the more opportunities that uh, for growth, the more, you know, sample, the more information you guys are aggregating. I mean, you guys are going to have a ton, <laughs> uh, I was trying to find a, a polite word of uh, articulating, but but ton of just data points for potentially, you know, evaluating and understanding the market trends. I mean, it seems like a really interesting, you know, direction that could just pop up down the road. Yeah, I, t- I completely agree. I will say too that the way we're kind of positioned is while we have a plethora of information that we're looking at, we're not exactly in the stance of trying to make market trends and put them out there. We can see that kind of information, we use that, but we're way more focused on taking a specific client's needs and trying to like make the situation work for them per se. And what's kind of cool too is the scale of the information that we have allows us to keep in mind whoever our clients are. So if it's a this is one dispensary that just opened up and they want to learn about their business. We can work with just them as a single dispensary or all the way up to major brands that we're working with right now that have hundreds of dispensaries per se and and have everything roll up to that, which is which is pretty unique. Hmm. Interesting. Is there a universal view of all, I guess, clients? Like, you know, do you guys have an anonymized layer that you can, you know, take a look at all dispensaries or, or is the platform dedicated per client and and there isn't anything that rolls up to kind of view view the data at a more at a higher level across multiple clients. It is definitely built on more of like a top level down. It just allows us to kind of get to that granularity. So we can definitely look at holistic trends, which is pretty interesting when you start to see it. And some of it's really not surprising at all, right? Like I think uh like one tidbit it's not surprising at all is that flour is tends to be a very popular product in cannabis, right? And that's mainly because I think that's probably what most people think of it as. But starting to see now all the different products people are coming up with and accessories that go with the products is really fascinating. I think what to kind of touch upon some of the questions you mentioned in terms of challenges is maybe with where they fit in the cannabis industry, because some clients are actually selling the cannabis and a lot of them are just selling accessories that go with it that can kind of tread on these lines of, well, they're technically selling just a case that may hold cannabis. They're not really selling cannabis. So they can use different platforms that kind of approve the selling of that product versus not. And that you're starting to see a lot of people kind of navigate in an interesting way. Yeah, I guess I hadn't thought about that because I guess uh, I don't know enough about the regulations to, yeah, obviously, you know, selling a container that holds cannabis. I mean, that might not infringe on any regulation anywhere, I suppose. And the actual selling of the cannabis itself might be the limitation. Right, exactly. Or you have, um, you know, you're starting to see, which is like kind of natural and I think good that people are thinking about it this way, but a lot of these brands are like these candy flavors and these kind of like 
very easy to market to children. I think a lot of the vaporizer companies and vaporizer flavors have kind of started the hand have to address this, but these things are very easy to market to children, right? And so that's why we're very, very particular about who we're serving to in terms of like age restrictions and also location-wise that they're in the right place. But there's now a lot more review of like what type of messaging and how it's actually being positioned because it is like a, you know, it's a sensitive product. You don't want to market to a kid that this tastes like candy. And now it's a substance that they're trying to introduce to themselves. So hmm. I had really thought about that aspect of, uh, you know, making sure that you're not targeting the wrong audience and, and somebody's not using, you know, your platform for something that's, uh, that's not something you guys want to be a part of, which introduces, I guess, a, a layer of vetting that may be, yeah, I don't know if other people in other industries do, but that definitely seems to be a, a slight wrinkle you know, before onboarding someone to make sure they understand the ramifications of their product. Yeah, it's something that when we first started, it was kind of like a tiny bit of the Wild West a bit. Like, okay, how do we really set this framework up to kind of handle that? But it's at the point now where like the changes that are occurring are so minor and we've already had so many kind of checks and balances put in place that it isn't too much of an issue. But it's definitely something we always have to kind of keep at the top of our mind. you know. Interesting. Is the platform going to stay? I, I, I mean, I, you may not want to answer the question. Just curious. Is it designed to kind of focus on this notion of some of the particulars in the cannabis space? You know, you mentioned that it doesn't have to be, but obviously there's some unique challenges around dispensaries and uh, physical locations. Is it is it easy to scale to other industries given, I guess, the you know a brick and mortar component to it? Yeah. And especially kind of in this like new world, right, that we live in where movement and going out isn't really promoted, right? Because you're trying to kind of manage this pandemic we're in. So you're starting to see a really interesting measurement between how many people are ordering for like curbside pickup, but still going to the like location, but they're not actually going in the store per se. And maybe they're not staying at the store as long. So their dwell time is very different. And so you can kind of start looking at some like new metrics that are speaking to that. But in terms of the platform and the way that it's it's kind of growing out without kind of speaking too in-depth about it just to stay in kind of my lane and also the legal lanes that I'm in as well, right? You know, it's going to be customer-centric as I think any platform is, and it's going to try to touch upon really providing like the full 360 view around it so that each piece of it is actionable. So whether it's going to be insights about the clients around a dispensary, for example, if you're using location first or if you were going to connect that to your e-commerce and kind of looking at both of those side by sides, you can really try to connect the customer journey a lot easier than most people claim. Interesting stuff, man. Like it's uh, the industry itself is is fast changing. And then, you know, to provide metrics and analytics on top provides a little bit of clarity to what seems to be, uh, you know, moving at lightning speed. We have some clients in the cannabis space, so we know some of the challenges like from the reporting analytics side. So when I saw what you guys are doing, I was really interested because I was like, that's a mighty interesting fit for what a lot of people probably do need. So yeah, great stuff. I appreciate you coming on to share with us and kind of talking us through some of the challenges and some of the, I guess, open road in front of you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I, I think the podcast is great too. I, I think it's really cool that you're able to kind of open up into the industry and speak directly with people about these challenges. And I uh, appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Absolutely. And if somebody wants to reach out, if they have any questions, you know, they want to maybe ping you about uh, something you talked about in the podcast, is, is LinkedIn a good avenue? Any particular uh, choice of uh, contact? Yeah, sure. LinkedIn's fine. Shoot me a message or a request. I can definitely get back to you there. Awesome. We'll put that on the show notes. And 
Again, thank you for being on. And that's it for today's episode. We'll be back again. Two things I always ask. One is if you guys can just provide some feedback, a uh, review. I'd love it because I, I want to know how we can improve the podcast as we're moving forward. We're trying to do that every recording. And secondly, if there's some topics that you guys are interested in hearing about, definitely drop me a line on LinkedIn. I'd like to accommodate and provide more value. Until next time. Thanks. <laughs>